fucking bad trip. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, well, like, I mean, I, I hate taxiing in this kind of lane, but, like, were there any movies you guys hated this year? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you guys fucking jumped on that. Yep. Oh, oh, no, 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 we're going to get safe out okay, of cool. we've, got, we've got our two that we're hitting up at the end, and that's one of them. So. Um, yeah, uh, Squid Game. That's not a that's a TV show, not a movie. Yeah. Was it bad name? Because I haven't watched Everybody it. Everybody loves it. And it's Everybody so, loves it's, it, but it's, I haven't watched it. It's aggressively average. Um, <laughs> Godzilla, Godzilla vs Kong. Was that a thing? I didn't finish it. Yeah, it is so shit. But like, it's just which is a bummer because it's Adam Weingart, <laughs> uh, Weingart who did um like uh, the guest and your next and stuff, but. Um, yeah, yeah that, those uh, lamb can go fuck itself. Ooh, lamb was not great. No, it was not great. It could have been so much better, but it was just not not great. Um, don't look up. Yeah, that can go fuck itself. <laughs> like, that that is piece of shit. Fuck Adam McKay and his condescending bullshit. He's a fucking prick, that guy. Okay. I, I hated, um, hated that Jennifer Lawrence as well. She was, te- she oh, was terrible she was in it. She was irritatingly like, horrible. Like, Leo was great in it. Jonah was great in it. Um, the, was it Meryl Streep? Yep. She was pretty good in it. But, well, she's Meryl Streep. So. Yeah, but that was, a, that was a shocking movie. Like, that was really, really bad. And it... It should have been so much better because the premise is actually really, really good. That, that's why I think I didn't enjoy it. It's like I, I didn't hate it. I think it, like okay, I went and saw it at the movies. Uh, I went to like a preview screening, and I really didn't like it. And then Claire wanted to watch it. We watched. I watched it with her a second time, and it, it was better the second time round. Once I knew what I was in for, I'm like, okay, it's not as bad. But as, you know when like, you shouldn't have to watch a movie twice. Yes, I mean. <laughs> like but <coughs> and you're oh, meant yeah. to laugh it's yeah like, joke and yeah. you're like eh. yeah no i think it is i i mean i will agree with toby in that i think uh, adam mckay especially the way he has been treating the press tour for this movie is what's he been doing uh, if anyone hasn't he, he's doing an old school kevin smith where mm. it's like if any critic doesn't like his film he goes after them yeah. oh. and he's like oh fuck off man just shut the fuck up and don't, make a good film and, 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 then... and condescending of you don't get it. And uh, then if anyone has a criticism, he just lobbies. Um, he does the lob of climate change yeah. at them. It's like no, so you don't. Well, care about it's okay. It's, 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 I fly around in my private jet, and like it doesn't matter. But you know, but climate change really. It, it's yeah. also like it's okay, your fault. You want us to you want us to engage with climate change, so you made the most blunt, dumb, obvious. Yeah allegory for climate change it, 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 I think the, the biggest problem for the film for me is it's a bloated unsure mess mm. it is two hours 20 minutes long where it's like what do you, it's like oh yeah you made Anchorman and stuff like yeah. where you don't know how to edit your fucking movie <laughs> two, like 220 yeah so it's was, just like you're just a whole bunch of throwing pies at the wall and seeing what sticks. It, for me, like, there was an element of it that I wanted more of. So say, like, I don't know when they came out, but say Deep Impact or not not Armageddon. Armageddon just sunk. I'm making oh, one. Fuck yeah, Dante's Peak. But, like, <laughs> but um, like that kind of thing where you want to marvel and wonder at what's happening. It feels to me like someone said... Um, 
People are stupid, and it wouldn't matter if there was a comet colliding with the Earth, they wouldn't even fucking... He's trying to be idiocracy. I was going to say, it is a less... Somehow a less subtle version of idiocracy. Idiocracy, Where it's like, somehow he's made idiocracy look subtle. (laughs) Which is like, that's insane. Idiocracy. can't wear plants need. (laughs) (laughs) It's, Um, It's... this, like there's this. a bit where the, the comet's coming and they can actually see it where it's the don't look up shit, don't look up, whatever. And the comet is like coming to earth and there's that bit where they're all sort of reflecting on, oh, my life, my, my choices, my thoughts, you know, and then you like, you want, I kind of want more of that. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's less that middle act where DiCaprio starts cheating on Melanie Linsky. Yeah, okay, cool. Like, and, well, that, that, okay, that exactly. whole thing. Okay, this, is, this was my fundamental flaw with the film because he was such a likable character. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is interesting. He's our moral compass for the film. And then it's like, okay, he's now cheating on his wife with this horribly vapid... Like, I mean, there's one instance where she's not vapid. It turns out she was a poetry major, but whatever, money. Um, And, like, you're just like, okay, so are you going to make a comment on how... on the idea of popularity and celebrity and fame and how that no, is the ultimate corrupting thing, but then no. the film never does that. Oh, would it? And then, but then it's the ultimate, and then it's, he gets redeemed and gets back with his wife at the end. And I turned to Claire about all of this while we were watching and I'm like, is it just because I really love Melanie Linsky and I feel bad for her? Or is it because... The Kiwi chick? Yeah. She's like Heavenly Creatures. Like, I yes. love this since Heavenly oh, Creatures. Yes. Heavenly she's Creatures incredible. is amazing. She's one of the most underrated actresses, I think. Yeah. Um, but it's also... It's like, cool, you've made a film where everyone is a horrible person, and we had one character that was our awkward, dorky beacon of light, and we've corrupted him. We attached to. Yeah, and you've corrupted him, and I don't... So why do I give a shit? Shit, yeah. Yeah, it was... And and it's like, unless you were in service of making a comment on something, and I don't think the film actively does that and then it's what the hell it's doing no, I think we've, I think we've talked enough about this movie it's a mess yeah, yeah. moving on and it, the one thing I will say is like in a film that has like arguably some of the greatest actors living like DiCaprio yeah. Kate Blanchett Meryl Streep um, all these Jonah Hill like all these great Mark Rylance all these incredible performances I love that Timothy Chalamet shows up in the last 20 minutes to be like hold my beer I'm gonna be a better actor than all of you <laughs> Some interesting trivia. So during lockdown, uh, Toyota Camry, whatever his name is, uh, <laughs> he um, didn't get a haircut. And then he was zooming with the director, and the director's like, "Keep that. Yeah. That's my interesting." So like, his hair was never meant to be long and scraggly, but the director just zoomed. He's like, "I fucking love that." You look like a hippie. You look like. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I got one more that I hated that you liked, Chris. Sort of. The Suicide Squad. Oh no, I didn't like Suicide Squad. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, don't. I've seen the first one. That's all one. I want to say. I think that's the only Marvel film I've ever seen, the original. Uh, it's DC. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and no, I didn't really dig Suicide Squad. I wanted to because I like James Gunn, but nah. I got nothing to say on that one. Yeah, I got nothing it's to like, say yeah. on that either. No, I think the crap. fans will love it. So. No, I, I don't understand. People it. like it, and <laughs> people like it, and that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Good you do you. Yeah. Uh, one that I disliked. I'm supposed to hate it. You, Toby's just on this train now. <laughs> what did I? What the did power I... of dog. You didn't like the power of the dog. I did dog? not like the power of the dog. Do you know what? I'm not far behind you, Toby. Okay, <laughs> let's do this. Yeah. This is. I. I knew Toby didn't like power of the dog, but you purposely <laughs> had been not mentioning anything about it. Um, 
I will say, up until I saw Licorice Pizza, Power of the Dog was my number one of the year. It, it's my number two. And so... A lot of people like it. A lot of people like it, and it's one where like I understand that a lot of people don't like it. So... Let's chat. Open the floor, guys. All let's, right. let's play, yeah. Let's start with you, then. Like, what, what is it about it that sings true? Um, I think it is a beautifully constructed film. Uh, I think it's, it's Jane Campion. Obviously, she's an incredible director. Uh, it's shot beautifully. She's brought out beautiful performances from people. Um, I also think it is an odd, uh, wonderfully dark and cynical film. Um, basically, it's it's the... Uh, there's no way to not uh, to yes. explain what I mean without getting into heavy spoilers. Yes. Um, well, which I, I will say again, massive spoilers. Please watch Power of the Dog. I loved it, at least to hate it. Apparently, I, I didn't say hate. <laughs> I, didn't um, say hate I the way that it ends in such a dark, revenge, murdery thing. Oh, I love. Like I loved. I connected with so much, and it's 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 such a wonderful character study of someone who is such a horrible piece of shit finally finding someone that he can connect with in life and then that person it's like this wonderful like example of this perpetual cycle of violence and mistreatment boring (laughs) (laughs) um i love the time it was set in i felt like Mm -hmm. i lived there and i could understand the hardship of the the weather even like the yeah i felt like i was sucked in and i love jane uh, the piano is one of my favorite films ever. Um, very vibing on that. I feel like she has a bit of a theme going on mm-hmm. where, yeah, it can be romantic and it can be all these things, but at the end of the day, and you also, know it's going to be fucked. And also, like, I love the way that she deals with sexuality within her films. And um, See, I haven't uh, yeah, seen sexual... Portrait of a Lady on Fire yet, and I really oh, want that, to. Oh, no, you mean just Portrait of a Lady, not Portrait of a Lady on Fire. What's that one? That Por- not Jane Campion? Portrait of a Lady with Nicole Kidman is... Jane Campion, and Portrait, Portrait of a Lady, Lady on, on Fire, Fire is Celine Sciami, oh. like a French film. My bad. Well, which is one of the best films of last year. I haven't seen either, yeah. so pardon my faux pas. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I, I I, don't know, like I wanted someone to latch onto. Let's yeah. put it that way. So we start off with... You know, like a Jesse Plemons? <laughs> but we lose He's barely him. in it. That's I, know, I, know, it. I know, I know. I attached to him and he was, I was like, I'm in, I'm loving this. He is so cute and sweet and like proud of his little wife. Mm-hmm. And obviously that has its downfalls as the movie goes on with the piano playing and all mm-hmm. that. But then we, we, we're removed from both those characters and then we follow a third or fourth character. The, the son, and yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm spending the next, you know, 40 minutes, an hour confused as to who am I latching on to? What are we doing? Where are we going? the protagonist or the antagonist. Yeah. Well, it's it's both. Our protagonist and our antagonist is essentially Cumberbatch. uh, Yeah. But he's not... Cumberbatch. Like Lee was just saying, is that it starts off following really Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst's... (laughs) (laughs) Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Their relationship and like their blossoming romance and controlling the farm and dealing with Cumberbatch 
and it just I don't know it, it, it kind of just like it's a bit it felt messy to me and I didn't care for the story okay yes. you, you both you guys I think it, it's it's shot I, incredibly I, well yes I understand that it takes a while it takes a good 45 minutes for the actual story to keep I lo- I lost interest by that yeah I, I'm you, trying to understand you're not, you're not going to get me back like, yes yeah. I'm moving greens so we take yeah, you on that one it, I just don't care I, I don't care that it's like Olden day gay cowboys, like I just don't care. I, it, I mean, I will say it is, it, it, you know, it's no Brokeback Mountain, but it is. <laughs> but I think, like, I, I was kind of saddened that the reason for his, well, maybe not the reason, but it felt like the reason for his aggression was all because of his sexuality. One hundred percent, yeah. Which is, which is a, which is why I found it so interesting that where the film ends up going, like I said, it, it's less a. It, it, it ends up being, you think it's going to be this thing of like, oh, this softening through an understanding of who someone is. Yes. And instead it ends up being a dark fucking, I mean, in the last five fucking minutes of the movie, it's oh. like the twist is essentially like, it's a dark revenge story. And it's, oh, that's okay. It's, it's this perpetual cycle of violence. Like no person is better than the other person. It's just this continual Ouroboros of hatred. (laughs) So the whole way through, okay, I was watching it with Josh, my husband, and we're like, all right, Cumberbatch is going to rape Dunce. All right, no, like, but then, like, we're like, we... Oh, no, he loves him some Bronco Henry. (laughs) Yeah, he's obsessed with him. But, like, the whole way through, we're trying to... Bronco Henry taught him how to be a man. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean. I'd just like to point out to the audience that uh, Chris and Toby are making doodle things with their fingers. (laughs) We're we're examining... We're we're showing docking. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like the whole way through, okay, so this is what's going to happen. Okay, now that's what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. And you're just waiting for the thing to happen. Yep. And then the thing that happened, I didn't anticipate. So there was a good twist at the end. Mm-hmm. If we want to call it a what twist. What happened? Quiddy Mc- Smith McPhee fucking killed him because he was a cunt to his mum. <laughs> and there's the, the, that's the other thing. Like, as bl- that's as blunt as I can put it. At, Did he kill him? Yeah. Yeah, so he's. he's there's I this whole. from like chlamydia or something. Anthrax. No, it was anthrax. Are you watching the movie? Because there's, there's the sequence where he goes out riding by himself and he comes across the anthrax dead cow oh, and he right. skins it and then gives him the arm and he's touching it with his bare hands. And, and he puts it in the water as well with his cut open hand. Yeah, he's essentially um, poisoned him and him. killed him as an act of revenge against the mistreatment of his mother. And so within okay. the last 20 minutes <laughs> of the film, uh, we like get to know um, that he... Uh, both of the men had uh, advice yeah. given to them, and it was like one of them, Cumberbatch's advice was something I can't remember what it was, but the the young dweeby guy was advice he was given was um, remove your obstacles or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So then that ties into the ending, but it's so far out but, and beyond but it's, the film. It's so great because they they have this bonding moment where. Because that's what's why I connected with it so much. It's it's Cumberbatch and um, Cody Smith McPhee. It's like they have this bonding thing, and you're like, oh, it's it's basically they share this advice, and it's both of them take on each other's advice, but completely misinterpret it mm. to like a lethal end. It's, it's yeah, yeah I, I, I really dug it. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Four and a half stars from me. I think I gave it four <laughs> stars. I think I gave it four stars yeah. in like. I will always give a film that's really good yeah, and like, well made for stuff. Yeah. Whether I connect with it or not, removed. Like don't get me wrong, it's no the piano, but it's it's. I really really enjoyed this one, mm. and 
yeah, it's one where I think given the awards race at the end of the year, I like fucking if Jane Camping can pull out a best director Oscar, like I will be so happy. Yeah. Oh, I want to touch on quickly. Drive my car. Oh yes, yes, yeah. Let's let's jump into some. Let's jump into the car. I mean, we haven't talked to about this like since we got here. Yeah. Yeah. To- to- we met Toby for the movie this morning. He's like, I watched Drive My Car last night. Yeah. <laughs> That's a long movie that does not feel long. No. You said you stayed way up, way past your bedtime, kid. Yeah. It was, you were like <laughs> three hours long, and then <laughs> a little like, bit. You were saying you were just like, ah, you know, I'll go to bed soon. I just put on a little bit of something, and you decided to put on Drive My Car. <laughs> At like nine o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah. So like I yeah, I started watching it and credits hit at forty minute mark and it's like forty minutes? This is forty one minutes. <laughs> this is this is pretty pretty special. And I'm like thinking, yeah, I'm gonna go to bed, like I need to go to bed and then it just every scene it just drags you back in and one yeah. scene is not a five minute scene, it's a twenty minute scene and it's just the, okay. the the combination you don't feel the time. Not at all. It's 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 one of those weird lightning in a bottle. One weird and wonderful lightning in a bottle scenarios where it's the the performances, the script, the direction, everything is firing on all cylinders yeah. to make you just engage as an audience member and want to go along with this fucking the, story. The story of um, you know how it goes like it goes to the the, the ta- Hiroshima. Mm. And uh, he meets the guy that he's already, only corresponded by with um, email. I can't yeah, remember yeah. his name. It's all Japanese. I can't remember any of the names. But the part where he invites him back to his house and he's married to the deaf lady. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is just the sweetest thing. Yeah, you're just like, oh, this is just... <laughs> it's so nice. And he's just interpreting while she's doing sign language, yeah. like Korean sign language. And he only speaks Japanese. Uh, yeah. It's just, such a beautiful little moment in that film. That's the, the five-minute yeah. scene with the dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Toby found a letterbox review where it's like five stars. It's got a five-minute scene with the dog. Uh, <laughs> You've got to, like, I love the letterbox. Letterbox. Like, shout out to Letterbox. It's Fuck the yeah. fucking best app and website. Yeah. Keep doing what you do. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it's one. That's why I find it so, like, especially this morning before we saw Licorice Pizza, because Drive My Car is a... It's meandering as well, but yeah. in a different, like, and that's why I'm like, oh, Toby's going to, you're just like, nice, no, too many meandering movies in one day, like, week is yeah. too much, I guess. No, I, I, just really, I just really enjoy it. It's also probably because of my longing of wanting to go back to Japan yeah. as well. Yeah. So and, I mean, How many times have you been? I think a few times. Uh, it's, <laughs> that's not a number. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's just, it was just a beautifully made film. It was yeah. just shot phenomenally. The acting was incredible. It, um, it is that it main is, guy. I know him from something else, but I can't. I, can't I couldn't place him as well, I and I, I haven't him. done the IMDb search. He's yet, a massive cuck too. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, that's not spoilers in like the first two minutes, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, um, no, it is. I mean, I don't mean to downplay it, but it is like drive my car. It, it's it's one of the best films of the year. Yeah, like it, it was it, easily in my top ten. Yeah, easy Damn for it. me as well. I watched it's, the wrong films. I watched fucking Don't Look Up. I should watch that. No, nah. uh, or like this was a spur of the moment thing last mm. night like which because I, I told time. you about it and like hey here's I you know, oh no because I, I was I was going to get tickets at no Miff yeah we had it. tickets for it at Miff but, yeah. um, but Miff got cancelled and I didn't even know that it was did it come out but it came out mm. for, for me anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, it's, it's amazing that one I check it out it will 
probably not win the Academy. It might. It, it's foreign language. It'll be between. Oh, it's now international picture. Uh, uh, that and Tatane. No, Tatane didn't make the shortlist. Good. Mm-hmm. Fuck I know it'll be between that or our uh, worst person in the world, which is also a film neither of you guys have seen. Yeah. It's one of the best movies of the year. One I've been wanting to see. Really yeah, bad. It's one. incredible. Yeah. That's all I'll say about that one. It's, it's all fucking I'll incredible. Say about that. For, this is a this is the Forrest Gump Park Bench of episodes. <laughs> We're just sitting here telling stories and meandering, and <laughs> you people are wandering in and out. <laughs> Green Knight was pretty enjoyable. <gasps> yes, I've been excited to talk about this. Well, this is the interesting one because a little while ago I posted on our Patreon like, "Hey, we're getting you know I'm working on my end of year video. What were some things you liked?" And unanimously, our patrons were like, "Fuck the Green Knight." <laughs> I think that's a consensus for a lot of people. Tell us how you watched it, Lee. <laughs> so, Christmas Day. Uh, <laughs> Good Christmas movie. It is set at Christmas. I was actually really interesting that all the films I put on mentioned Christmas, but accidentally. And for some reason, I thought it was going to be like a, um, you know, a light-hearted... Obviously, I didn't watch the previews. Um, yeah, fantasy. I don't know what I was thinking, but it, it was a fantasy. It, Anyway, I had my mum, it was actually Christmas Eve, and I had my mum over, and I was watching it with my mum, and she got bored as fuck and left. And thank God she did, because I do not like watching sex scenes with parents. At what point did she leave? So I think when he went on the first quest, like he first leaves for his quest. When he encounters, or when it's like the five minute shot of him on the horse on the road with the kids. Hey, that guy was in, that's the same guy from today. Um, You know how I leant over to you? That guy. He, you know the one where he's on the horse and he's like talking to that little thing? Oh, fuck. What, what did we watch today? Licorice Pizza. Remember yeah. I pointed out the guy from Booksmart? Oh, I yeah, reckon yeah. that's the Booksmart guy. Oh, that he b- bumps, bumps into, into and steals his axe and stuff. No, that... no, that's Barry Keogh. Oh. <laughs> that's Barry Keogh from um, uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer. Did someone call things. their child Barry? Fuck yeah. Yeah. He, anyway. He's a British actor and he's incredible. The, the way you put it to me... I'll either, finish your quest for you. <laughs> it was either you or, or Mike or someone said that it's like playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, mm. it's, it, it's it's like watching a, D, a one-day D&D quest. Mm. It's like for me then, because I've, I've only played D&D a couple of times, not as much as you guys, but um, there it just felt like when you're on a quest, but yep. then you have like a side mission. Yep, you encounter these people on the road, what do you do? <laughs> You yes. come across a house, do you go, you, you rest, a ghost appears. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you dive into the lake and look for the skull? Like, yes. It's, it's, yeah, it's D&D the movie. And it's, I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was really enjoyable. Um, I loved so much. Um, I I'm went into it, uh, sorry, I went into it expecting what it was. Yeah. Which I didn't have like, oh, this is going to be some crazy like, fantasy no. like, like the labyrinth or something like that. That's what I thought I was yeah. getting. I'm like, this, this is David it's Lowry. A, it's a David Lowry movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just, that guy, yeah. This well, is the ghost, uh, it was a ghost story? Yeah, a, yeah, a ghost, ghost story, story, yeah. Um, it's like, this is just, this is a nothing film. Um, I've loved yes. David Lowry since uh, his first one, Ain't Them Body Saints. Mm. I love that movie. A ghost story is a fucking... Masterpiece, like lower lowercase m masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like Dev Patel, the casting of that, I love. Like, there's so many things now where it's it's a timepiece, and obviously, if this was, 
you know, set in the day, there would not be an Indian yeah, actor. Yeah, that riled up yeah. a lot of people. I just think yeah. that, like, it's not mentioned. Well, it's he's not... also coming off of being David Copperfield as mm. well, which would, in the Amado Iannucci, it's like, motherfuckers, get past this. Just, if he's a good actor, like, cast a good actor in the yes. role and be colorblind, be gentle. It's fine. It's but fine. I, I did not <laughs> find it distracting at all. <laughs> I did not find it distracting no, at all because it's not like, okay, uh... Sam Worthington's a, a woman in oh, no, Sam, uh, Joel, Joel Edgerton's You're a, a woman. I, no, I don't know about you. I, I disengage with the film because Joel Edgerton's clearly Australian and this is an Arthurian exactly. tale, so this can fuck right off. No, but I, I move past it within seconds. No, it doesn't. And yeah. he looks and acts and is. He's incredible. Deb Patel's an incredible actor. Um, I would have preferred it to be Rizame. Well, that's why, yeah, I love you shouting yeah. out Riz Ahmed as your choice for uh, the next James Bond. I thought yeah. that was... That's that is not a good choice. No, it is. Fuck you. That is that's the best choice I've ever heard. You're nuts. He's British. No. He's a Pakistani-British dude, and he's fucking amazing. He's, he, have you watched Encounter? No. <laughs> no one did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. I did. And, like, that movie is aggressively average as well. It's the best description for a movie. Just but love he that is, description. he is aggressively good as an actor in that film. He's incredible. Yeah, anything he does. Like, he, he was in my... actor doesn't mean you didn't James Bond. He was in one of my favourite movies But it'd be an interesting type year. of book. Like, Sound of Metal. Like, him playing Sound of Metal guy in James Bond. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. You think of him as, like, just because he's small in stature, but, like, that character is, like... I would never want to fuck with Sam Bell, dude. Like, no. I find him very off. attractive. I can see it. So do I. <laughs> but James Bond? Yeah. Well, speaking of James Bond... Well, look did... at Daniel Craig. He's blonde. Yeah, ja- Daniel Craig. Do you remember when, that, when we yeah. lived in a world where that was an outroar yeah. of casting? Because Daniel Craig can't be Bond because he's blonde. Yeah. yeah. Like, what about how wanted, far we've come? Everybody wanted Idris Elba to be to be blonde. Um, blonde Bond. James Bond. <laughs> James, James Bond. James Bond. I'm blonde. James Bond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, but it's like, so why wouldn't why, like that's obviously not going to happen because he's too old. He's so too why old. Wouldn't, why wouldn't it go to Riz? Like Riz is you know, that age. When because after you saw No Time to Die, we were kind of texting like who would be your choice and. I threw out the dumb, obvious choice of Jamie Dornan. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Viking he, Sky or something? No, he was uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, yeah, but that, then that he's in um, uh, Belfast, Bar- uh, Belfast yeah. Barb and Star. Uh, he's in the new miniseries The Tourist. Uh, shout out to our friend Adam, who is an actor in that show. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's it's like that. he's the obvious choice because he's a big, brawly-looking mm. white dude, whereas... Riz Ahmed's like, that'd be actually really interesting. He's a spy. Especially, a spy. especially if you do a Daniel Craig style, like what they did with Casino Royale, where it's like, let's take it back to basics and like an inexperienced Bond a, a, or a 007 that's kind of coming up and learning his ways. Like, that'd be fucking interesting. You can bulk up. And let's be honest, in the international world, like someone who looks like Riz Ahmed could like, you know, it, it'd be interesting to see scenarios getting into places. And, like, yeah. It is an interesting choice. I also think though, like it's not bad to have a white male protagonist no. in like a Bond film. You actually said something to me a while back and it was like how there's a lot of uh, remakes now but they're like the female remake. Yeah, Ghostbusters. Um, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. 
all that, and you're like, and then they I... went back to an old, like a traditional Ghostbusters, and look how well that went. No, <laughs> but even even more so. Um, what was the one that we did for Patreon recently? And it was Anne Hathaway did a remake of uh, fucking. Oh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, like really? that was awful. I haven't seen it, but I know it's awful. And it's just like how <laughs> insulting it is. It is that you have to remake things with women instead of giving women their own. Yeah, well, that's their own individual life. That's the biggest like point with a lot of the shit. It's it's, it's like don't yeah. don't just it's, it's the dumb corporations strong, thinking that their audiences are stupid by like. There's lots of strong like in, like female characters or blah 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 all that kind of shit. Why are you giving them something that's like? It's, it's the same thing. Yeah. This is the argue, the argument with Doctor Who and Jodie Whittaker taking. Right? Oh yeah, no, it was just a we're doing this because yeah. money. There was there was no reason yeah. for it, that to happen. Cashing in on the yeah. new way of. Me, me, meanwhile, no one get blinked the fucking eye. I won one of the most great female empowerment films ever won Best Picture this year, Nomadland. Yeah, yeah that was amazing. Well, everybody amazing. hated that film. But it, but it's a beautiful story about female empowerment yeah, and it's... individual spirit. And like, it's just like... So, so Franny D! Fr- 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 Franny McD, so man. Is my, so is my favourite movie of this year. That is like female empowerment. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking oath it is. Which Again, now nah, we're, we're, we're keeping it secret. <laughs> I wait, it. Listeners have to get to the three-hour mark of this podcast <laughs> to hear what Toby's number one of the year was, um, and then we're gonna say it, and then it's gonna cut the credits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. French Dispatch. Did we all watch that? Yes, we all watched that. Uh, did we all love that? Yes. Yeah. That was the moment. That all. I mean, that is. That's. That's what I. The message I sent you. It's. It's someone. Trying to outdo Wes Anderson. No, it was even better. What you texted me was, this film feels like a funny or die parody of Wes Anderson. It's so Wes Anderson, it feels like a funny or die parody video of Wes Anderson. It's too Wes Anderson to be Wes Anderson. Yeah. Now, I did not enjoy the French Dispatch. Well, this I found interesting because you are not a fan of Wes Anderson. I'm not a huge fan of Wes Anderson. Sorry, everyone. I know. My, mm. All my thoughts from here on Listen in. Listen to shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like you know... Like the one from Maker where every one of his films is in criteria. Yes, <laughs> like, I know, and it's interesting, but I, I've gotten to the point now where, fuck it, this is my opinion. Yeah. Um, That's a shit one, too. <laughs> <laughs> For me, um, we've all heard the thing style over substance or substance over style. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, there was substance. There were really good stories, vignettes, whatever we want to call them, and from doing the Criterion Quest now, I can start to piece together uh, influences maybe on Wes Anderson. Mm. And you even said that the last three films that he's made of homaging... Oh, no, no, that, that was this one where I said each of the uh, three segments is him kind of homaging and um, paying reference to famous French directors where it's... So, go. What's the first one? Oh, my God. It's been fucking okay. like a month and a half since I've seen it and I've only... I saw it once. Um, but, okay. It, like, oh, the, the The middle one's definitely... There's uh, there's references to Godard. Yes. And the third, oh, yes. the third one where it's the police chef, there's some uh, Jules Dessine nods in there for yes. sure. And I've... The first, uh, the very first segment where it's like before it even gets into the film, where it's Owen Wilson riding around on his bike. That's got some real Jacques Tati feel to it. Yes, Th- that's enough. <laughs> no, but you know, I, I appreciate that I watched this film post coming in on the Criterion Quest mm. because now I'm like, aha, uh-huh. you know, I might not be able to name all the directors, but I can definitely 
understand the style now. Yeah. And for me, um, he, every shot has thought and love put into it. There is style there. However, I felt like it was on ecstasy or cocaine it's because it was like being vomited French New Wave yeah. on me. Yeah. And I found it hard to follow the storyline, which at the end of the day, I feel is the most important part of a film is mm -hmm. to attach to the characters and what they're going through and whatever. Um, I love the premise. I love the, the vignettes of it all, but I found it difficult to follow. Now, in saying that, the Simone storyline, the very not the very first, because Owen Wilson's was the, the second, but the main one, the yeah. first one, was yeah. my favourite. The Benicio and uh, Leah Seydoux. Yeah. yeah. That was my favourite Adrian Brody. I love seeing Henry Winkler show up finally in the um, fucking Wes Anderson verse. <laughs> I think... Claire, that was when we saw it in the movie. We were at the preview screening thing, and it's um, Bob Balaban and Henry Winkler as brothers. Claire leaned over to me and was like, best fucking casting ever. <laughs> she, like, the genius of having like the French interpreter guy from Close Encounters be brothers with Henry Winkler. She's just like nailed it. <laughs> See, talking about the casting then, I, I noticed, say, today with Licorice Pizza, there was like a little moment where John C. Riley. is Oh, but there. if you didn't know it was him. Yeah, but it was like his voice. You yeah, but it's tell. also, yeah, that, that's how I picked up on it. I'm like, holy shit, there's... <laughs> That for me is how you reuse actors. Like, you know, yeah. you, you like, I love this guy. I'm just going to fucking, you know, fucking. Well, that's um, how uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman was in all P.T. Anderson's movies. It's like, he's in all the all, but he's small, differing roles. Whereas I felt like the cast was just like, here is my list of actors I've used before or whatever. And it's just like you couldn't... Willem Dafoe is going to show up for two shots. Exactly. And you're like, it's not like I'm not with the story. I'm, that's Willem Dafoe. That's yeah. what I mean. And, and ugh, it, it, it's really, I feel like I'm poo-pooing on it too much because what he puts into each shot and scene in his films, there is so much going on. And I, and I love that someone cares that much to put that much art on the screen. I, I get what you're saying. But, I, yeah. I, I agree to I agree with you to an extent, but um, I thought it was it's not his best at all. No, um, but it's it's pretty good. I like it more than like uh, Ten Bombs and Bottle Rocket. Wow, better than Ten Bombs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I would definitely rate it. it, it it's a perfect mid tier. Yeah, it's better than Moonrise Kingdom. It's um, it's it's oddly. Actually, probably not better than Ten Arm Bombs. I was thinking of Moonrise Kingdom. And yeah, I, I liked it more than Moonrise. And I'm, I'm oddly not a fan. I think Darjeeling is probably better than this. Yeah. I see. I really like Darjeeling. Like on a on a rewatch on a couple of rewatches, I really like that one. Mm. I think I think Wes Anderson is a rewatcher. You need to get past the visual n nature of his films to then digest them later on rewatch because that's what I, I felt lost in this yeah. film. And I think on rewatch, I'd be able to go, okay, I know what's happening. Now mm. I can digest the story. Yeah, I I think I enjoyed it a lot because I it, it to me it felt like him moving back to a darker kind of... I keep saying darker. I mean, a, a more cynical kind of... Cynical, yeah. Cynical and darkly funny... Very funny. ...style that he hadn't done for a while. Like, a lot of his films... These made for probably the last 10, 15 years have been very kind of more light and upbeaty, like Moonrise yes. Kingdom, like uh, Grand Budapest. I, yeah. Like, Grand Budapest is really such like a, it's, it's a cotton candy of a film. It is. Like, even though it is very adulty, but it's, yes. it's light and fluffy and fun, uh, you know, his animated films. 
this I think is his most cynically funny film since Darjeeling. So it's it's been a, a fucking minute since he's dabbled in cynicism and fuck you humor. Yes. Um, which I which I've missed. Yes. And it was a I think that kind of helped me like it a lot more was mm. how much he was like fuck it. That's <laughs> like, the thing. Let's be like, silly it's, again. it's really hard for me to poo poo on it because this is a master at work and that what he puts in every like I said before every single shot and is so well thought out and it is moving art on the screen but mm. I think Toby's right. It's the it's the rewatch where I might rewatch this film and, and appreciate it more because I was just I think my senses or my I don't know. I've only yeah. seen I've only seen it a long time. I need to watch it again. So, mm. but I, I think it's pretty decent. I love the cutting in and out of black and white in color. The I animated know. the animation part was a bit weird. The animation part was a bit weird, but it, I was trying to always pinpoint why was he choosing like within the same scene for example depending on who was talking it would be color then black and white i mean there's more that you could discuss with this film with individual this. perspectives and stuff like yeah that. It's, but it's, I'm it's, like, it's it's yeah it's too, it was probably too much for my puny brain and i need to <laughs> rewatch. Yeah. yeah that's fair uh what what else is on your list lee what, what um i've got a few more so coda oh, okay yeah, yeah coda which is kind of having a sneaky return because that was uh, the big winner back in January at the uh, Sundance Film Festival. It's, I think, I want to say it's the only film to ever sweep all major awards at Sundance. Uh, like picture, screenplay, director. Like it, it, it swept all of those at the festival and kind of Apple bought it for an obscene amount of money. Yes. And then it just kind of came and went. And now that award season's picking back up, it's starting to kind of back up again. It's an interesting one in terms of its release because I did watch it very early and then you know if I didn't have Letterbox I probably would have forgotten it. Yeah. Um, but it's one that's very light and fluffy and 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 teeny romancy but it made me think just because a film is tackling something at a teenage level or a teeny romance level does that mean it's therefore not a good film? Should you dismiss it because you dismiss it's, it? it's a very yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, like the thing I was gonna say with Cody's like I cried. I cried. Yeah, it, it it's it's an engaging, like, ex- very well made film yeah. that is yeah. Recommend highly. highly I recommend. mean, you know, it's not in the realm of French Dispatch or any of the you know yeah. licorice. No, pizza, no, no. Well, interestingly, now there's like I was saying, there's a big push now for it's looking like if Apple, I mean, played the game. Right, it's looking like Coda might get a Best Picture nomination. I which think that be would like, be good. Cool, rock on! Like, because go. <laughs> at this stage in time, it's not. You're five better films. than Belfast. Oh, Belfast! Yeah. <laughs> Although I think we'll have a lot of listeners disagree with us on that. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with you on Belfast. I was like, meh. It, it's fine. I You're just deviated straight out of Coda to Belfast. I'm sorry. But, but we don't need to talk anymore yeah. about Coda or Belfast. It's fine. Bel- Belfast is a very charming film. Yeah, I reckon that is That is my people... word for it. It's in black and white, isn't it? Yeah. Partly. Oh, it, yeah. There's it, actually interesting choices when they use colour. No, it's, it's not interesting choices. It? It's very on the nose. Okay. It's like, hey, he lives in a black and white world until he goes and sees cinemas. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang for the first time, and that's in go- it's like, oh, god damn it. Um, because he becomes <laughs> a director. Is it his story? It, it's Kenneth Branagh's story. Yeah, as a kid. okay. Yeah. Um, um, it, interesting. It's, it's the 
It's the every man's rumor. <laughs> like it is. It's, it's it's white people rumor. I'm gonna watch it tonight. <laughs> and you're gonna love it, and it's gonna win best picture. Uh, another one, The Lost Daughter. Yeah. So this was a late watch for me that bumped off film that I had started editing into my video. So did this take... make it? Yeah, this made it. Ah. Yeah. This this made it. Um, I I really like The Lost Daughter. It is. A fucking audacious first film from a director. One of the like, holy shit, that's your first film. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, holy. What's oh, that one? Holy fuck. Um, like we all know that uh, Olivia Coleman is an incredible actress. Has Dakota Johnson, Ed Harris, Peter Sarsgaard. Like the cast is amazing, but the way that she's able to, as a first-time director, so assuredly present. Her vision is like fucking hell. Yeah, so Netflix. she's she's yeah. adapted Netflix movie. Yeah. She's adapted a story, right? She's adapted a book. Yeah. That's it's so she's uh, for me as a non parent person, an adult in their thirties who does not have kids. It's not even uh, shown up on my list before. It's never even shown up for me on Netflix before. Watching um, the Lost Daughter, it convinced me. <laughs> Well, in the moment of watching, I'm like, oh. Having children is a crushing responsibility. Yes. <laughs> that line is like the biggest fuck you have ever seen another character give to another character in a movie. Oh, it fuck. Because she, she's like heavily pregnant when she says that as well. And and I think Maggie Gyllenhaal is bringing probably her own experiences yeah. to her characters yeah, yeah. and to the story. And it is it is not holding back. Not it is not all. holding back. And then like the the whole thing about like how she's actually a woman who like abandoned you. Like oh my god, it's it's yeah. fucking it's nuts. It's and the way you, you think like in your you think in your heart that you wouldn't be that person. You're like no, that wouldn't be me. Yeah. And you're like no, fuck it would. And I love Jessie Buckley, the actress who plays like the younger mm. version of her in the flashbacks. Um, she was incredible in uh, Charlie Kaufman's movie. Um, I think you should. I want to say I think you should leave, but that's the sketch show on Netflix. <laughs> I'm thinking of ending things. I believe it's called. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's incredible and like that. She's the, the, great. The structure of how it's styled and he, and. I love that yeah. Maggie Gyllenhaal's husband... Peter Sarsgaard. Is yeah, like... Jake, isn't it? <laughs> <he's> like <laughs> the sexy guy. Like, yeah. imagine <laughs> directing your husband in a sex scene. Like, fucking get in there! You know, not, not just that, but I love Maggie Gyllenhaal's. It's like, alright, there's this character in this film that, like, exemplifies, like, intellectual sex appeal. Like, he's the smartest guy in the world and he's so... His magnetism and his charisma is so fucking sexy. Hey, Peter, can you come into the kitchen for a second? Yeah. Like, cast her husband to be like, this dude. I <laughs> like, love they that. They clearly have a very healthy yes. marriage. But at so the same time, like, there's But also, things... she's not wrong. Peter Sarsgaard is a is fucking dreamboat. He's a smoky, yes. He's a smoke show. Um, is Maggie Gyllenhaal married to him? Yeah, yeah. They've, got, like, they've been married for like 15 years. Isn't that like a giant dong? I I mean I hope so for for Maggie's sake and for Peter's sake like good for them. Anyway, <laughs> I I loved it. You were saying before you were saying best Oscar winner. I know Olivia Coleman's a safe bet. Like if you were to bet on a horse, she'd be the favorite. Well, she's become the new per like because she's like come out of nowhere in the yeah. eyes of Hollywood. In whereas the eyes like of Hollywood. I don't know about you guys, but I'm like it's the lady yes. from Peep Show and Hot Fuzz. Like she's been in our sphere because yes. we love British comedy for so yes. long. But but. but in this film, for example, there's 
it's her obviously reflecting on her own whatever but there's moments where she gets horrendously embarrassed or like oh the scene where she comes up to Ed Harris when he's playing the cards in the restaurant like you feel the awkwardness runs out like so very different to P.T. Anderson when he shows awkward you laugh at the characters this movie you feel it you are like there with her and you're like oh god run away no (laughs) um and it's yeah i I would not be surprised if she pulls off an oscar gets an oscar nomination because she's become that new go-to like i mean i obviously have a very close thing with the the film the The father Father. but she was nominated for that this year yeah she should get nominated for this like she's like i she's i I wouldn't be surprised if she's one of those actresses now where she just continually starts she streaks it because she's on everyone's radar and she's a oscar winning deservedly so actress i still haven't seen the favorite i fucking want to watch it oh man you'll lose your shit i reckon i'd fucking you'll find it so fucking funny yes oh (laughs) i'm in yeah all right there's two films on my list I'm looking at Lee's list and I'm like, those are two that we definitely need to talk about. We know we have, we have, we have Toby's number one as well. I'm just going to quickly pull up you my... You might be my number one. Um, Eyes of Tammy Faye was pretty fun. What was yeah. it called? The Eyes of Tammy Faye. I just yes. like Showalter. Yeah, I, 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 was, <laughs> I did not realise that he directed it until the credits came mm. up. <laughs> I watched Finch. The Tom Hanks one. Oh, with uh, him and his dog and robot friend. Yeah, that was shit. <laughs> <laughs> Good yes. input. Good input. I reckon I'd love it though. No, and Tom it's Hanks so, is a warm hug of a no, man. No, it's like I, that's. I tried to watch it really, really hungover, like you know, after a really big night. Yeah, which is a perfect your, like yes. it's a perfect time to yes. watch a Tom Hanks kind of movie. Mm. Did not hit any of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like Wally, the Tom Hanks edition. Wally's probably sweeter, except for that annoying voice. I mean, Tom Hanks has got a pretty sultry voice. So I got one, one more doco that I don't think either of you have seen, and it's really good. Fourteen Peaks, Ooh. which is on Netflix. No, no what's it's about a Nepalese in Nepalese Nepal, Nepal, a bloke from Nepal. Yes, Nepalia, Nepalitan, Neapolitana. Where all the Sherpas come from to yeah. climb Everest and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But he um, he dreamt bigger and became a like an SAS soldier for the British for the British Empire, and that goes back to Everest with the dream of climbing all fourteen peaks of wow. the Himalayas in seven months, and he's just using all it's all like Nepalese like Sherpas and things climbing up. It's on Netflix. It's really good. Fuck I'm it. Oh, yeah, it's, I'm in, it's man. Really good because it's just showing like. Because they, those guys usually get nothing. Yes. Because it's always like there was even Hillary. It's like I did this. I did this was, all by myself. Yeah. Do you know? Like Fourteen Sherpas behind yeah. you. Do you guys know the name of uh, Edmund Hillary's uh, I do, but it's escaping me right Tenzing now. Norgay. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's more about that and like raising awareness and the whole struggles. And this guy just makes you feel like a shit human being for what he's accomplished as a thirty-five-year-old. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, I'm just sitting here having a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here having some beers, talking about movies with Chris and Lee. <laughs> you're, climbing up, you're climbing up two eight thousand meter peaks or seven thousand meter peaks in like under a month. Like, fuck you. I'm in. I'm watching that tonight. Yeah, that's it's up my alley. That's great. Thank you for that recommendation. Yeah. Good companion piece to that movie a couple of years ago, Sherpa. 
like yeah, deal Sherpa's, with that whole. Sherpa's really good as well. Because that dealt like, with the whole was, backlash and the controversy well, about how the mistreatment. I don't know if you remember the um, photo that like it got pretty it went pretty viral of the huge queue climbing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It's nuts. This is the guy who took a photo. Oh, it's that's about cool. him. Okay. So he's the guy who took that photo. So, and he's like, I took that, and the next minute it's just gone all over the internet like mm. this giant queue. Like he's he climbed like. Well, it wasn't K2. Well, he did do K2, but the first mountain he climbs, it took him ages to get... It took him the longest to get up there. He gets up the top, then he gets down to the mountain, and then they find out that some other bloke's trapped up on the mountain. So he's like, like, all right, I'll go get him. Put your gear on, boys. Let's go. Yeah, that's... (sighs) So 14 peaks, it's called? 14 peaks, All right. 14, 14, 7,000 metre peaks or 7,000 feet. I I can't remember. I saw it a couple... A month or so ago. In in seven months or something crazy like that, it's fucking phenomenal. Hell yeah! Thank oh. you for the recommendation. That that'll yeah I, yeah reg- oh yeah that one's like it's not the best doco of the year, but it's a solid one that's not getting enough play that people should yeah. check out. Um, it's like my octopus teacher when that came out. Like no one really, I mean, it did kind of blow up. That won the Academy Award for best documentary. No, but it didn't blow up it until, didn't until then. Yeah, it yeah. didn't. Like I was telling people about that for ages. You were. Like, I remember so on last year's episode yeah. you brought yeah. it up. Yeah. So bummed that. And last year you Oscar. brought up um, the Rubik's Cube guys. Oh right? yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Australian one. That was yeah. really fun. I forget what that one was called. Speed Cubers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Alright, so let's get to the, the, the final three that we're going to talk about. Yep. Uh, Lee, I want you to pronounce the title of this next one we're going to talk about because it's been a talking point. Tatan? No, 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 the other one. How do you pronounce oh, the other one? fucking hell. June. Uh, no. Uh, it's, it's June. 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 It's like June. Like June the month. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> alright. Yeah. No, this is a thing. Okay. Dune. So I, Dune. I was really... Dune. <laughs> let's talk about Dune, guys. <laughs> June the month, and you're like, like no, no, June. June. <laughs> and I'm like, no, oh. June. Not Streisand. No. Yes, yeah, Streisand. No, not June. June. <laughs> All right, that movie. D U N E. June. June. Which um, uh, we heard from patron subscribers. Uh, fucking everyone loves this film. Yeah, how could you not? How could you not? Because it's fucking great. I reckon this is could potentially might be my number one of the year. Nah, not mine. It could be... <laughs> We're going to get to Doom's number one. <laughs> I, I, I'm really perplexed by what your number one is because I've run out of films now. But anyway, we're talking about a Dune. Um, <laughs> it's not a Dune. It's a Dune. Oh, bless you. <laughs> I can't say it. Dune. I um, had never read the book or seen the David Lynch film, yep. so this is my first exposure, and I really liked it. You got I, your new Lord of the Rings. I've got my new Lord of the Rings. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's slow. It's paced. It's everything. It's for me. It's the world building. Yeah. It's world building. It it's beautifully constructed because it's fucking Denis Villeneuve, who is a incredible filmmaker. You were saying he's a massive. It, this, fan. The, yes, this was his uh, passion project. He'd yes. been wanting to make forever. It's like he's a yeah nutcase for. For June, so it was. Oh my God, I've made films. I've been nominated for best director. Like, okay, cool. I have my clout now. What, what else? What else has he Arrival? made? Arrival. Uh, Arrival. Oh yes. Was, Arrival. Uh, yes. Uh, his last one before June was Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yes. He did Prisoners. Uh, he did Prisoners. He did Enemy yeah, with Jillian Hall. Well. Uh, he did Sicario, which is the one from that I don't dig yeah. that everyone loves. 
Uh, then he did some incredible films early on, uh, French Canadian ones, uh, Incendies, incredible movie. Um, yeah, he's been working for about 25 years okay. as a director, and this is his I love that blank it's check not like, like a, a director for hire. This is someone who is so in the, love with the source material. He's the go-to sci-fi guy these days. Yeah. yeah. He kind of proved himself with Arrival and then, Bla and then Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, I really like Arrival as well. The back-to-back -back of those is like, okay... He gets it. You get. You can. You can do Dune now. You. You. You can You've do. Dune. yourself. You can do Dune. <laughs> <laughs> what I find like amusing with Dune is that like there was the second the sequel. It's, it's confirmed now, but he made that without any confirmation no. from the studio. And then also it had the balls to put this yeah. on Dune <laughs> we'll Part return. One. Yeah. I get. I guess because if if all trainees will return in further adventures of Dune. If if. If there weren't a part two, like again the balls. Yeah. Because like what the fuck am I watching? Nothing happens in Super Mario Brothers though. Like that thing did a sequel. And it weirdly that's I did love the scene in when Bob Hoskins talked about the spice melange. Yeah. Yeah, like this whole this whole movie is just a build up, like it is absolutely nothing really happens in the film. Uh, and it just builds up. It's world building the movie. It um, is world building, and I love. I think it's ticking my boxes there. That's yeah. my like. That's my kind of game as the well. The like, worst part is there was no sting. Sting. Yeah, stings in the David Lynch version, real oiled <laughs> up in a baby diaper. And All right, you're making me want to watch the original. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did Lynch remove his Lynch, name from it? No, the Lynch Lyncharian version is really good. Lyncharian. Lynchian. <laughs> Lyncharian candidate. Although it doesn't have Stella Skateboard. <laughs> It's a three-hour epic. Yeah, but didn't he remove his name from? Ah, uh, from the producer's cut, he did. Eventually, it became an Alan Smithy movie. But um, the the original version, he's got his name still on it. Mm. Um, but yeah, Dune, Dune is <laughs> Dune is it, it's it's incredible. It's really great, and it's one. It didn't make my end of year list because. I, I likened it to say like Fellowship of the Ring, mm. where like watching that film, knowing it's a first part part one. part one when that when the end credits rolled on fellowship of the ring i felt fulfilled yes as a standalone film whereas masterpiece when june ended it was blue balls a little bit it was kind of like where like it filled I, you up and you couldn't relate yeah I, I just it just left me that little bit hollow whereas i think after part two comes out it it retroactively will make part one even more of a I wonder if that's an active choice by the director knowing no, it's not. knowing that he didn't have part two secured. It, it, it's well it's also the book it's like it, it the, bo the book is the book's longer. six seven hundred pages long or longer probably no no well I mean there's there's now five four the, fir five, the first the first one's first about episode. yeah yeah it's about yeah. five six hundred pages yes. yeah um I, I you know what it was to me it was the mystery of the world and it's, space yeah, like I didn't know, like I was talking to Mihop Mike and he's like, did you understand the goggle box? And that's not what it's called. And I'm like, what the fuck? What's in there? Pain. What are you talking about? It's like the, 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 the thing, thing Charlotte Rampling's holding. And I'm like, what, am I not allowed to like the film unless I know, like, cause he's obviously read no. the books. I'm oh, not, yeah. I'm not fanning on this at all. I just, I really enjoyed myself. It was. No, but I think that was Mike Moore being like, do you, like, did it, as yeah. someone who hadn't read the book, did it, did, did it resonate with you and did you understand the importance yes. of the box? I might not remember the goggle box name. Well, because it wasn't called the goggle box. It was just, uh, put your hand in the box. Yes. But, um, <laughs> I'm Charlotte rampling through fishnets and looking weird. 
Yes. Fish. <laughs> She's got a fish fish net um, but you know what it was? I wish I watched this on IMAX yeah, because too. the scale mm-hmm. and, and I know there's been a bit of people didn't really like the score. I love the score. Oh man, the score is one of the best parts oh, of it. Hans Zimmer? Hans Zimmer, yeah. He, Hans Zimmer. Yeah, I forget what he turned down to go and... Um, oh, he turned down um, Tenet to do it. Yeah. Because he'd done Wise all, choice. Yeah, wise choice. Um, you, you played your cards well. But <laughs> Tenet, yeah. the film that's on no one's best of the year list. Did that come out this year? Yeah. <laughs> We haven't really? even mentioned it. I believe so. No, that no. might have been last year. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the score enhances the scale of the place. Tenet is such a piece of shit. Mm. 2020. Um, yeah, no, the score it. was amazing. Thanks, Terry. <clears throat> no, it, it definitely was. Like, Yeah, the score is one of the best parts. It enhanced it totally. Dune, Dune is great. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more. And I, and it's, it's my kind of film. I love that world-building Mm. All that shit. So. The only thing, do you know what it reminded me of in a weird way? Did you guys ever see a movie called Tank Girl? Yeah, yeah. fucking right. Do you know how they Petty. have like the, um, it's like a plug that you plug in the wall, but they like jab it in you and then yeah, you like, and the, turn the, into the a and, the water, and they're yeah, like, hmm, It's, it's all part of Malcolm McDowell's evil plan. Yeah. Yes, that's like when they put the suits on, like your waist will be turned into fresh water. I'm like, oh my sh- God, it's like Tank Girl. They shower in talcum powder. <laughs> I love that movie. Like I grew up watching yeah, that. Yeah, I, I Tank Girl's fucking too. rad. <laughs> All right, home stretch now. We're, we're, we're down to the last two we're going to talk about. Yes. We say that, but we'll get sidetracked and talk about more, mm. no doubt. What is uh, what's the next one, Lee? Titan. Titan. Uh, which I accidentally pronounced as Nitram earlier. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Something about these titles get me mixed up. Titan. Which I fucking loved. Me too. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've been in agreement on a single film yet. No, it's been wonderful. Yes, that's what I like there's about it. No, there's not been a unanimous agreement. No. Uh, except for June. Maybe The Matrix? <laughs> the Matrix is interesting. <laughs> the Matrix isn't entering this conversation. Did you watch that? No, but it's fine. You can Oof. talk about it if you want. No, I don't want No, we won't. That's, that's, do we want this to blow out to five hours long? <laughs> um, Titan. Talk about aggressively average Titan. Why didn't okay? This is okay. Before we get into why Lee and I like it, why didn't why did you not like Titan? It did not work for me. Why? I didn't like the characters. Mm-hmm. I liked the father the most. Like, uh, Vincent. Yep. Yeah, like the new father. Yeah, yeah. The yeah the yeah. firehouse. There's, there's a whole bunch of shit that's unresolved. I felt that mm-hmm. was unresolved. I thought it was trying to be shocking for the sake of being shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just just did, it didn't work for me. I just didn't did not care for any of the characters. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah. It was shot nice. It was well made. You know, or, or from a technical standpoint, it was good. Just didn't engage you. Did as not a engage me. It frustrated me more than anything else. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. I, I know I'm in the rare minority of this, and like by all accounts, like reading the synopsis, I should have loved this movie. I did not love this movie. Yeah. I thought Lamb was better. Wow! Yeah. And Lamb's a piece of shit. <laughs> Lamb's not a piece of shit. It's, no, it's Lamb's just not shit. good. Nothing good. <laughs> it's not. Um, yeah. What 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 did you like about? Um. Okay. So I like the journey I went on throughout the film and mm-hmm. where are we going? What the fuck is going on? Um. Uh. Luckily, <laughs> unluckily, I don't know. Uh, one of our friends, K Dog Kieran, uh, spoilt the car sex scene for me. No, so I think. By you for me. I think. But it's also like at the same time, it's in the first ten minutes of the movie, really. So I think when that came, I wasn't like, the fuck is going on? 
And I was like, oh yeah, they're having car sex. And then uh, I... Oh, she's pregnant with car baby. Mm. But I was just like... The... It was going to be more graphic. Mm. Yeah. I'm not going there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, I, 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 I understand what Toby's saying about... You don't get much to hold on to with the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I wasn't ever like, uh, what's going on? I was like, yeah, tell me more. Give, hook it to my veins. Yeah. Um, I agree that Vincent, the entrance of Vincent, um, is really, yeah, cements this film and it makes it go from weird art house to a bit more... Weird art house borderline slasher movie? To something a little bit more sweet and heartfelt. And for me, my walk away from this is love is love and love can be a weird fucking beast. (laughs) A weird fucking beast. That's a great way to put it. And it's like, you can find... Families anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like she just takes over, like his dead son's, like yes. you know. Yeah, yeah, and he's just like, I know you're not him, but you are him. So we like, were having this discussion. I accept you because I, I, I have an emptiness in my life that you can fulfill, and yes. vice versa. And so we'll make this new world. Yeah, it's yeah, it's lovely. So for yeah, me, okay. and so let's all go dance to future islands. <laughs> for me, I think you and I were talking about when did Vincent know, and I'm like the second he laid eyes on her. Oh, for sure. The, the, the second the blind goes up, and that's why the shot lingers on him longer. And I think you're absolutely right in terms of that uh, he he needed her as much as she needed him. 100%. Um, there's some fucked up body horror um, in this film. There's a friend of ours who's very sensitive to this kind of thing. She has two children, and I know that anything to do with pregnancy or babies or anything, she would be off. She would be off yeah. this film. Um, so it's definitely not for everyone. No, and it, it, it's one where I know a big thing going into it is like, oh, the, the body horror. The, like, there are people that correctly use body horror for a storytelling purpose. Like, you know, the Godfather being Cronenberg. Like, and I think this is a film that. It, 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 I think it it greatly uses body horror. It doesn't fall into that category of exploitive or using. I know Toby, you'll probably disagree with with me. You're looking at me like, Ooh. but I, I think it, I had, think had the director not been a female, there's some scenes where there's topless yeah. girls uh, fighting over a knife and they're grabbing each other's tits yeah. and this sort That's of thing. That's the funniest part in the movie. And well, the best part is when she goes and hugs the big black guy and then just like stabs him slowly. And then yeah, and they're falling, falling down the stairs. There's a lot of, that was brutal. There's a lot of sexual uh, dancing and, and titties and all this sort of shit, but it, it moves away from that into something that's more visceral and her going through a weird but the, but the pregnancy. More, but the more visceral and more body horror it gets, it's also then counteracted with the more emotional story at the same time. That's what I mean, where it's it's not it's not using body horror for the sake of like, eww, look at this shit. Like, it's using it to like, help punctuate and accentuate the emotional arc that the film is going on. Yes. And, I mean, Toby wasn't in for that, for that I get it. <laughs> that right? Yeah, I get it's it. not that he doesn't get it, he just doesn't like yeah. it. And that's Toby's the like, thing. Videodrome, this was not. <laughs> <laughs> Videodrome, this was not. I think then that, that's at the end of the day, we can sit here, you know, discussing the films that we like and don't like, but you, you have the best quote ever. 
art is subjective. Yeah, 100%. And so it, it, you can understand it and appreciate it and all that sort of thing, but at the end of the day, if it don't connect with you, it don't connect yeah, with you. Yeah, and I'm so, not going to try and sit here and convince you that you're wrong. No, absolutely not. not liking to tell right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, see, that's why I'm a good person you're a dick. <laughs> I, I appreciate it for what it was, but it's just didn't jive with me. It's like yeah. there's, there's, yeah. a few, there's a few movies. Not jiving, that's the best way to put it. Yeah, I like think Power of Dogs, another one. Didn't yeah. jive with me. Not at all. And it's Absolutely. one thing. I was on that movie's wavelength and I fucking grooved to it. Yes. And so, yeah. It is the nature of the dance. Exactly. And I will do that dance and then go have sex with that car. <laughs> yeah, that's and then dance I, I, in a firehouse to future island. I was in <laughs> for the weirdness of this film yeah. and I don't know why. Yeah. I, I loved it. I've seen it multiple tri- times. I'm trying to unpack it. Yes. I, 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 I really love it. I it think it's like Toby with Knit Ram. I'm like, I'm good. I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it. I've ticked it off my list. Yeah. It's like an accomplishment. I've seen it. I don't need I, to do well, the like, rewatch. I, I mentioned like to our friend Kieran, like, hey, I've, uh, yeah, I've watched it because he was one of the only, the first people I knew that had seen it as well. I'm like, yes. yeah, I've watched it like three times now to unpack, and he's just like, why? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did not like that film. He didn't. He did not like it's it. It's very he was polarizing film. Very perplexed why I would watch it multiple times. But see, Josh <laughs> loved it. Yeah, I, I like I said, it's my number three for the year. I think it's. Uh, I, I loved it. I loved it too. Yeah. Moving um, on. What's this last mystery? Is what's this not a last mystery? It's not a mystery. It's not a mystery. What is if it? you know Toby, you know what his number one. Have we talked about be. Annette? No, yeah, we have not. I spoke about. I spoke about it earlier today. Okay. So with Annette is your favorite film. No. no. Oh, you're so cute. Oh, he talked not? about it being uh, how how I brought up Mitchell's versus the Machines. How that's one of my favorite animated films of the year. And Toby's like, well, not mine. <laughs> it's 3.0 ah. plus 1.0 plus... <gasps> Evangelion! Thrice upon a time. time. <laughs> the fourth <laughs> and final Evangelion. Do you guys need a room? Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, that movie. can step out. <laughs> so we can... That movie is just fucking incredible. It's everything I wanted it to be. And I know it got, like, some pretty poor reviews by, like, the ultra ultra fanboys, but they can go fuck themselves. Yeah. That movie fuck is it. just, like, it's phenomenal. Like, it was, it capped off. Like, how do you end? You missed your mouth. <laughs> Lee poured beer all over herself. She's that engaged, is what Toby's saying. How, how do you, uh, like, how do you end something that's, like, that just batshit crazy for how, the previous three movies? How many times during the last, like, say, during all this lockdown stuff... Uh, I've seen year, that movie at least six times this year. Not, not, okay, not, seven, not, not, seven, including not the last new year. one, but oh. I'm saying, like... The, oh, I've you, watched all, f- like... You did the rewatch constantly yeah, I did in lead-up for... The last two years, I reckon I've watched the whole series... <laughs> Uh, this is just the last two years. The whole series, so like episode one to twenty. Wait, okay, we're talking the actual yeah, the TV series, series yeah. as well. Then you got the other two and movies. Then, yeah, de- uh, I've Enemy watched Evangelion and Death and Rebirth two and a half times. Yeah, three times. And then you would rewatch as well the redo. Yeah, the Redux. The because the, re- the Redux is the best way to get into this movie. Yeah, the one point one. That's what I'm gonna have to watch. Yeah, like because the TV series is a bit hard to watch because there's a lot of. And it goes off its existential head <laughs> in the last four episodes. Which the, the four, which like Thrice Upon a Time does as well. Oh, for sure. Like towards for the end. For sure. Like the last, like there is nothing happening with like action or anything the last 50 minutes of that film it is literally just like Shinji talking to Gai 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 I was going to guess Gai Chu that's a that's a white I was going to say like isn't that it but yeah no it's not Um, Um, but Shinji talking to his father just about why he is doing like causing the singularity of mankind and it's just goes over your head like even after the fifth watch or sixth watch this year 
still uh, it, can't yeah. comprehend the whole thing because it's just so batshit crazy. Is it Gendo Ikari? Gendo. Gendo Ikari. Um, sorry, I wanted to get that. <laughs> just like, fuck, I remembered that. Um, and it's such a nice send-off to like, well, Myra is still there, but Oscar and Ray. Ray. And oh my God, Ray's send-off is just the most beautiful yeah. fucking thing. It's like she gets to live a real, like, ah, oh, I just, loved it so fucking much. It's like the end of it. Oh, it's just... I get pins and needles just thinking it, about it's it. A, it's, inc- it's an incredible <laughs> piece of animation filmmaking yeah. and this culmination of something that is not just with the redo films but the original series dating back to 98 like has been going on the actual, for... Well the actual animation itself from a technical standpoint is some of the best like hand-drawn shit I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, it, like nothing compares to it. I, I put out like my end of year video and every... Like, the only questions and comments I've gotten is, what's the anime movie that's in this? It's like, everyone wants to yeah. know what that, what what those striking visuals are. It's like, it's, it's Evangelion, motherfuckers. And it does stand out like a sore thumb in the rest of your film. Yeah, but it, it, it's an it's incredible, incredible piece of filmmaking. <laughs> like, um, how do you end that, how do you end that, like, first four movies? Like, there's no way to end that where everybody's going to be happy. So I know what I'm saying is not going to be agreeable to a lot of people, but for me, it it's resonated. your experience. Yeah, it resonated like crazy. Where, where, where would you put it amongst the four? Two, four, one, three. So two, four, nine. Interesting, the twos, you know, but yeah. That's, okay. that's crazy, that one. Yeah, yeah. The way, that, the way that ends, that, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's the best. Okay. Because like, one is just the TV series redone. No, it's not even the TV series. It's the, it's first, the first four episodes. Yeah, but then two is when it starts to deviate and yeah. start to do something different. It actually starts to reinvent and or And three is just like, uh, they're building up to four. And then four is just... Yeah, three is the most disappointing, I would yeah. say. So um, two, four, one, three. What did you three. take me to? We went and saw the first one at MIF maybe 12 years ago. That's how long these movies have been in the works for. Yes, yeah, so. but... I would have then, if it was the first one, would have... Because I just sat through that so confused. Yeah, well... But you, if that's the first one, that's intention is to... Recap, like, about the first four episodes of the and TV I series. should have... No, it's I mean, all that we've been I will I will say as well, it's like, a companion piece for this one is on Prime. There is, like, the making of, of this last movie. Yeah. And it's really good. Mm. I recommend that too. I love that this is the thing that made like you wanted to watch this and you loved it so much that you got Amazon Prime to watch it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's saying something. Yeah. That's <laughs> on Amazon Prime is saying something. I set my alarm because I knew what time it was Aww. coming out. Yeah. To get up to watch it and watch it straight away and then watched it again immediately afterwards. But the, but the so fact cute. that it, it's maintained for you and you've like connected and resonated with it on so many well, different levels two and you've watched ago. it. Yeah. You've yeah, you texted me being like, yeah, so this is back up at number one for the year. For I me. like how like, you like the fanboys. Fuck those guys. <laughs> you set alarms and like... Yeah, I'm a massive run. fanboy of it. I've got bloody um, toys of them and figurines and yeah. stuff like that. Like, but it's also, he's not someone room. who's just like, no, you don't understand. Yeah, it's like, oh, you don't... Yeah, he's, not, he's not mansplaining <laughs> Evangelion to us. <laughs> okay. I like it because of this reason, but like, it's probably wrong if you want to look at things like from a fanboyish way hmm. I don't know if you, another one have you ever seen Godzilla <laughs> are you talking about Which Shin Godzilla one? Shin Godzilla yeah I've seen Shin Godzilla the, yeah, that's, that's the same director that is the first live action film made yeah. by the creator of Evangelion I know like you can't hear this in the podcast but my jaw just dropped yeah, yeah. like Shin Godzilla is, a, is the best Godzilla yeah it is the best yeah. Godzilla yeah I'm actually looking forward to um, Shin Ultraman too yeah I know that's gonna be 
rim and just take my back home. She got ultra bad. But... Yeah, but I just give a fuck that he's making it. So. Um, yeah, I guess have we got any more? Is that is are we wrapping up after? Um, yeah, I'm done. I'm out. Holy shit, we're nearly at a two and a half hours of podcasting. <laughs> Depending how much our bathroom breaks, I cut out and things. Um, oh, there is one we should probably give a really really quick mention because yeah. you liked it a lot. A hero. Oh yeah, like I mean, what, what's real to say? Mention, yeah. real, real quick mention. I mean, it's, it, like I've got my whole list of twenty-five. I'll again go check out my end of year video. Check out the stuff in there. A hero as God Fahadi. I, I love my Iranian cinema. Yep. Yep. But uh, before we wrap up, let's quickly go around the table. Top top three for twenty twenty one. Ah shit! I'm last. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll fire off mine. Yeah, uh, you're the one who's made one. Li- licorice Pizza, Power of the Dog, <clears throat> Titan. And then uh, I will mention the worst person in the world and flee. Yeah, mine would be um, obviously Neo Geo. Um, then I would say Annette would be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just looking at what else I rated. Probably Inside. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think Dune, um, <laughs> Licorice Pizza, and Knit Ram. Nice. So, uh, hopefully, we've given you guys uh, some interesting conversation, discussion, and a, I, I dare say, a metric fuck ton of movies to check out if you haven't metric. seen it yet. Uh, we talked about a lot of movies today. Um, it, 2021 was a good year for movies, everybody. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, we're sitting here like, you know, sprooging all over them. I'm like, I don't even think I like that many. I'm like, oh, apparently no, I did. There was, a lot, there was a lot of good movies this year. Um, but again, thank you all for listening. Uh, we love and appreciate you guys checking out the podcast. Um, as always, uh, I want to hear what some of your favorite films of yes, the year were. Uh, you can email us at thecriterionquest at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up on Instagram at criterion at the criterion quest. I'm on Twitter at the criter- at criterion quest. All that usual shit. Uh, our Patreon, yada, yada, yada. Um, it's all in the episode description. But thank you again for listening. Uh, we're going to be back in a fortnight's time with Lee and I getting back into the swing of regular episodes. Yep, some Italian shit coming yep. out here. Le notte bianche. Yeah, le notte. We've already, uh, all transparency, we've already watched and recorded this episode. <laughs> so, uh, look for that in a fortnight's time. But otherwise, Toby, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, anytime. And uh, for this episode, I'm Chris. I'm Lee. Toby. Uh, Toby. Thank you all and hope you have a good 2022.